Good day, it's Steve Anderson, and welcome to the Crown Council Mentor of the Month program. I'm very excited today to introduce and have as our mentor, Dr. Lauren Berlin, who is a, a legend in dentistry, especially in cosmetic dentistry. For those of you that have heard me around the country at dental meetings, I have spoken of Dr. Berlin frequently. You may or may not know that, Lauren. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> so, just as a little bit of background, Dr. Berlin is an internationally acclaimed cosmetic dentist and one of the most published authors on clinical dentistry with well over a hundred articles and his best-selling Lauren Library Smile Guide, as well as instructional videos. Uh, he has made a lasting impression on dental education. Uh, one of his great credits, and Lauren, I've got a question about this, uh, Dr. Berlin was the first fellow of the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry. He is included in the top 100 CE leaders for 19 consecutive years in dentistry and has been recognized by the AACD for outstanding contributions to the arts and science of cosmetic dentistry. His unique approach to dentistry has been featured in major national print and TV and we'll talk about that today, uh, including the news magazine 2020, which everyone's familiar with, uh, Time, Town & Country, Reader's Digest, and GQ. Uh, Dr. Berlin began his career as a denture technician, and after more than 35 years of listening and working with patients, he founded Dr. B Dental Solutions, with a full line of products specifically designed to treat the common yet serious issues affecting the daily lives of people with oral appliances, oral infections, dry mouth, which are not addressed by major brands. And we'll talk about that today as well. So Dr. Berlin, welcome. And uh, thanks for being our Crown Council Mentor of the Month today. Thanks so much for having me. All right, so here's my first question. Little off script here. Here's my first question. If you were the first fellow of the American Academy of Cos Cosmetic Dentistry, who was the judge? If you were the first <laughs> one to ever do it, who, who was the one who decided to give you the stamp of approval? I got to hear this. Well, um, yeah, the, the AACD started in 1984. And then in 1985, they started an accreditation process. And by 1992, they wanted to take it one step further. So they had a board of the people that were already accredited and the founding, well, in those days, they were all founding fathers. There were no founding uh, mothers of the AACD back then. And I think there was a, you know, a group of uh, testers, whatever, and you had to do like 50 cases and document them and got tested. And uh, the important thing is I did it before it got too hard. I made sure when I heard they were going to do a fellowship, I said, this is only going to get a lot harder. And I already documented everything I did. So I said, it's time, time to do it. And I was the first one to do it. Very good. Well, you'll remember uh, my late, late mentor and business partner, Walter Haley, always used to say that it's better to be first than it's better to be better. And, <laughs> and it's so actually, true. You've done both. You are first and, and done better in many regards. So everybody's better to be lucky than to be smart. <laughs> oh, 
So everybody has a story. Uh, maybe we could start by just giving us a little bit of background about your, your dental history and uh, what got you started. Well, uh, well, my teeth are pretty bad. <laughs> and that, I guess I inherited this because I come from a family of really bad teeth. So, you know, dentistry was always a subject, a family subject. Uh, all my grandparents, they all had dentures. Uh, my parents had bad teeth. My grandmother, one grandmother, she had a couple of teeth left and she had a partial denture. And she used to corner me, you know, and she'd pull out her partial denture and show me her teeth. And she'd say, Lauren, if you were a dentist, I'd have all my teeth. Wow. So I grew up thinking, you know, dentistry is a, it, it's a big part of life. So when I went to, when I was in high school, I got a job part-time working in a, in a dental laboratory. And that evolved later on. I ended up working in a, a dental practice that really focused on cosmetic dentures. And that's where I really got into dentistry and I really learned a lot. Um, you know, I just couldn't believe the changes that my dentist was doing every day for these people. I mean, they come in, they've got no teeth, you know, Dentures were really the first cosmetic dentistry. I mean, when you think about it, you know, you're not doing full mouth reconstruction. You're doing full mouth facial reconstruction. Right. So, um, you know, that always stayed with me. And then I decided I wanted to go to dental school. And uh, I'm, I'm really thankful for that background I got in dentures because that, that stayed with me my whole life. Uh, I, I, just, I love dentures and I love denture patients. Well, you've had, uh, and you continue to have an amazing, amazing career uh, in dentistry. Can we go back a few years? Uh, one, I, and I, I hold this as, as one, of the, uh, one of the great milestones, one of the great moments in dentistry was your segment on 2020 years ago. And uh, I, I, I'll never forget watching that. Uh, in my recollection it was one of the few positive stories that 2020 has ever done on anything uh they're typically known for doing exposés and and scandals and and so when i heard that you were going to be on 2020 originally i thought oh boy lauren's setting himself up for disaster on this one because they never do anything positive and it was a 100 percent positive story uh, so maybe just as a, a little bit of background, you could just tell us about your 2020 experience because I think it's just, it's good media uh, training, I think, just for everybody. But I think the story is fascinating what you learned from that. Well, um, what happened was I, I, uh, I was publishing a bunch of articles at the time. And I did one article called Baby Boomers Make Cosmetic Dentistry Boom. And 20 years ago, that was like the beginning of the whole cosmetic dentistry revolution. It was hot news at the time. Right. And 2020, they decided they were going to do a feature on um, cosmetic dentistry. And so they, they saw that article, it caught their interest, and they decided they just call me up and get my insight. And I thought they were joking at first, but you know, I, I tried to be very, very helpful. I mean, I always tried. If anybody calls me, I always return every call, any email, um, and especially you know, 2020 calls. You know, you got to answer. Right. So I didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, fortunately, I didn't watch a lot of 2020, so I wasn't really nervous. I didn't know that they they generally you know screw yeah, somebody yeah. on there. 
And actually, in that segment, they did screw some, some dentists, but not me and not cosmetic dentistry. They made a big deal about how great it is. And anyway, they just kept calling me and getting my opinions of things. And I just tried to be very, very helpful. But I, you know, I thought I was doing good for the profession. I certainly didn't think they were ever going to do a segment on me. And it went on for several months. And finally, they just said, um, hey, you know, we're going to do this. We got a green light and we'd like to come down and focus on you. We, but, you know, you're going to have to close your office for three to five days. And I don't think she even got to five days when I said, I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> after I did it, I started watching 2020. I said, oh, my God, what did I get myself into? And that was when I realized they probably picked me because everybody else they asked turned them down. So, but anyway, I did it, and it was funny because the week before it was going to air, the ADA sent a, like a mass email to every dentist that they had emails. They weren't allowed dentists with emails and saying, you know, look out, 2020 is doing a thing on cosmetic dentistry, and I'm reading this, I go, uh-oh, do they know something? I don't know, because <laughs> I didn't see the final show, um, and anyway, it turned out great. Yeah, it did. It was, it was really very, in fact, I think it did. Uh, that was really kind of the, uh, one of the very first international media stories on cosmetic dentistry. I, and it ignited, I think, that whole. It was before extreme makeover and everything. Yeah. So, you know, I think one of the lessons learned there, uh, just from your example, is, you know, return calls, be nice, be helpful, be cautious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I think accessible. Yeah, and and you know, just by virtue of your trying to be helpful, you ended up doing a lot of good. So well, you know, that's that's what we do in dentistry. I mean, dentistry, it's a do-good profession, and and it's it's a it's a people business. And you've got to be a people person. You don't have to if you're gonna you gotta give if you're gonna get. And like I said, when she called me, I really didn't know what was going to happen, but I wanted this segment, whatever it to be, I wanted it to be good. And, you know, now with this new business, I'm, I'm uh, circulating among dentists a lot more and business people a lot more. And what I've discovered is the more successful dentists are the most accessible dentists and the most polite dentists. You know, they do. As you said, they return calls, they return emails. Uh, they're just nice people, you know, and, and they know that golden rule, you know, Barney, you know, reason thank you are the magic words. <laughs> you got it. All right. So um, I'm a big believer and, and everybody that's listening knows this. There's a, I think there's a natural law uh, that was promoted originally, I think, by Napoleon Hill in Think and Grow Rich that basically says that the seed of, uh, of greatness many times is found in the middle of adversity, that, that out of every adversity, there is the seed of something equal or greater. And you're a great example of that. Uh, you had a very serious accident just a few years ago that changed your course in dentistry. Uh, and is leading on to some great stuff. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about that change of course, what brought it on, and where you are today. Well, um, you know, as you can tell, as I said, you know, I really 
have been obsessed with dentures and denture patients um, for my whole career. So for the last 20 years, I've been working on my own, trying to develop a bunch of products to meet the needs of denture wearers and basically everybody who wears an oral appliance. And now there's an oral appliance for everybody. Right. And because uh, nothing has really changed in that arena in like 50 years. So I've been working on it in obscurity, so to speak. And I would test out products with my patients, with my friends' patients, with laboratories. And finally, we got to the point where the products really worked and the patients loved it. So we, I got FDA approval on three of the products and ADA seal of approvals. That's really important because that's a whole other level after the FDA approval. Uh, about three years ago, I got all of these uh, seals and clearances, but I didn't know what I was going to do with it because I was too busy fixing teeth. <laughs> I mean, I'd go to work every day and you know, my schedule is full. Um, I kept saying, one of these days, I'm going to have to do something about it. Well, I was one of those days happened. I was riding my bike every day. I'd ride a bike like five miles before work. And I... I don't know what happened actually. I hit a pothole or something. But next thing I know, I'm flying over the handlebars and I ended up breaking my hand in seven places, herniated two discs, and I had to get a, a new knee <laughs> as a result of the accident. So, you know, I was turning 60. I knew I was never going to be able to practice at the same level. <laughs> I wasn't even going to be able to practice for a long time. So, you know, I said, well, this is one of those days, the time has come. So I was, you know, I was prepared. I had, I had something else to fall back on and something that I was really excited about. So uh, I put my practice for sale and I decided to start this new company, Dr. B Dental Solutions and focus on um, getting these products out there. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> Now flip over the handlebars and you're in a new business. I'm there. <laughs> well, but yeah, you know, it wasn't that sudden. It was 20 years of preparation. Exactly. No, I, and that is, uh, you know, the, the old saying that luck is when preparation meets opportunity. You know, that's so true. That was the 2020 thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was working, I was, I was writing these articles, I was seeing patients, but I never knew you know, who's going to get the eye of 2020. You just, you just got to keep working and hopefully opportunity will find you, as you said, you and you'll it. be ready. All right, let's talk about prosthodontics for a minute. Uh, I think you would probably agree that for much of your, much of your dental practice career, prosthodontics was kind of a I don't know what you'd say, a throwaway specialty. Nobody kind of paid that much attention. It was all about cosmetics and the whole deal. Uh, prosthodontics now is ahead of the class with the, you know, the all on four and implant secured dentures and all this stuff. It is now at the forefront. Tell us what you learned doing prosthodontics that led to what you're doing now. Because when you explained this to me originally, I learned a lot. Uh, that I guess maybe most dentists know, but from what you said, they don't, or at least they don't educate their patients. So share with us a little bit about what prosthodontics taught you and, and how it led to what you're doing now. Uh, well, you know, I'm not a prosthodontist, 
uh, though I have fixed a lot of teeth and, and replaced a lot of missing teeth. Uh, but, um, you know, prosthodontics is loosely defined as the art and science of replacing missing teeth, whether it's one tooth or a full arch or full mouth. And I certainly did plenty of those. <laughs> and, you know, dentures, as I was saying, I mean, that, that really, that was the beginning of cosmetic dentistry. I mean, all the movie stars in the 30s and 40s, they all had dentures. It was like mandatory. Yeah. Um, and so when I started seeing what a difference dentures can make in people's lives, not just their health, not their appearance, their entire demeanor, their whole emotions, I just, you know, fell in love with that. But the problem is now is that most denture patients, they don't go back to the dentist. They go to the drugstore. And there's phenomenal things going on right now in dentistry. You've got, as you said, you know, the over-dentures, the snap-on dentures on, um, on implants, the fixed all arch, the fixed full arch implant bridges or the all on fours. I mean, there's a fantastic, the digital dentures, uh, having spare dentures, that, that, al that alone is fantastic. To be able to just press a button and have a spare denture with scanning and, and printing and milling. Um, there's just a whole lot of stuff that's really exciting. But the denture patients out there, it's like once they get a denture, they're ignored. And I think that there's got to be a lot of follow-up. Uh, the denture patients, you know, they're most at risk for oral cancer and uh, systemic diseases. So they need to come back. They need to have checkups. They need to check the fit of their dentures or their overdentures. They need to be made aware of what's new to make their lives better, like overdentures. I mean, the average denture patient out there, or the average denture is 15 to 20 years old. And we all know that denture should be replaced every three to five years. And we can do so much more for them. And, you know, studies have shown that 85%, up to 85% of a denture, they're infected with candida, strep, staph, actinomyces, and E. coli after just six months. Wow. Uh, you know, these are things that nobody is telling these patients how they can take better care of themselves. They've got chronic infections. Uh, I was just talking to a dentist today, very well-known dentist, who told me that his father died of complications of candida and his denture. Whoa. I mean, Whoa. this is a, and that's not the first one I heard. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that uh, the public, especially the denture wear in public, aren't aware of. And, you know, that's, that's what I wanted to do is develop products for them. They all suffer from dry mouth. They have these chronic infections, you know, so that, I, wanted to, I wanted to bring the denture wear back to the dentist. I wanted to give them ADA-approved products. And, I, you know, you brought about, uh, up all on for it. I really want to commend Clear Choice and the other corporate entities that are doing these uh, fixed implant bridges because they have really risen the bar. I don't think people would know anything about those procedures if it wasn't for their commercials and their marketing. Exactly. Yeah, there, there. I have that discussion on a regular basis with people 
that the amount of money that they have poured into advertising alone has just raised the, the awareness in the American public. And a lot of that, uh, dentistry in general is the beneficiary of that. A lot of no, those patients will go back to their, their dentist and ask about those procedures as a result of that. So you brought up, um, you brought up a lot of issues that many patients are not aware of uh, in terms of their overall health and their restorative dentistry. And that's, uh, that's one of the things, obviously, that led you to develop the products you have. Will you uh, just comment? <clears throat> one of the things I didn't know is, and I guess everybody knows this, but I, I didn't know that all of the over-the-counter products that are typically sold to take care of your teeth are not good for prosthetics. In fact, you shouldn't use them. Can you comment on that? Well, you know, that has to do with a lot of the do-it-yourself myths out there. Um, but there's a reason for it because there haven't been really good over-the-counter products before. Um, it, it, Polydent, they, they just haven't improved anything. They, the cleansers, they, they deodorize, they say they kill odor-causing germs, but they don't really kill the serious pathogens that cause serious problems like oral thrush, uh, pneumonia, and cardiopulmonary infections. I mean, those are serious problems. Um, so, you know, I came up with the Clinodent liquid crystals to kill all those uh, bacteria and fungi. Um, the other thing is the denture adhesives out there, they really haven't worked since 2008 when they took out zinc because they were all formulated to use zinc. And then when the, the, the problem with the zinc was they had to put so much adhesive in that the people ended up swallowing the zinc and, and <laughs> that wasn't good for them. And if you talk to any plumber, this is a little bit of a, an anecdote, but they will tell you that um, in, in, in a nursing home, they always have problems with their plumbing, <laughs> not their, their internal plumbing too, but also the external plumbing, the toilets, because people swallow so much denture adhesive and it mucks up the plumbing. Wow. So, <laughs> so anyway, they took out the zinc and the denture adhesives have, have not worked as well ever since 2008. So I wanted to come up with a denture adhesive that worked well and also moisturized the mouth because most denture wearers suffer from dry mouth. And also dry mouth negatively affects the retention of dentures. Right. Did I lose the, <laughs> the train of thought? So these are, I mean, these are a lot of whole health related issues. Why don't dentists tell their patients more about all of these issues? I mean, is it this flying under the radar or what's, what's going on there? Um, well, I don't think they've really known uh what was going on there weren't really any options out there besides bringing them into the office and getting them cleaned so um that's why we we're here that's why you know my job is to educate dentists and to educate the public and that's going to be a big part of our social upcoming social media campaign to tell the public about their prosthetics and all their oral appliance not just prosthetics but night guards, retainers, aligners, and especially um, airway devices. Because what's the use of opening up the airway if they're going to suck in infected air? So 
I, I think the problem is there just has not been great products out there to take care of their appliances. All right, so let's talk about the <clears throat> this the underlying premise of the solutions you've come up with. Let's let's talk about cleanliness for starters. Uh, you're aware that the biggest killer in hospitals is pneumonia. Oh and, yes. And that in many hospitals now across the country, the number one line of defense that they have put in uh, is requiring that patients brush their teeth within 20 minutes of going into the OR. Now, I suspect that your products are going to end up being the product of choice uh, in ORs coming up here. Uh, but there's, and, and obviously the reason is because if, if they're going to be innovated and that tube's going to go through their mouth and yes. if mouth infected, then all that infection goes into their lungs. Exactly. And, and so medicines finally put those two things together and that's just the beginning of, of a lot of things. So uh, why don't you walk us through specific problems and solutions that you've designed for everybody's education. I think it was when you first shared this with me, uh, it was important. Uh, I learned a lot. Uh, and uh, I've, as I've queried a lot, a lot of other dentists about this, this was news to them as well. So walk us down the path here of what you've done and, and the problems you've solved. Well, um, the first product I came up with, which was the most glaring problem for my denture patients, were de was a denture visa. As I told you, once they took out the zinc, it just wasn't work working. And even before the zinc, uh, denture adhesive was a necessary evil. It was yucky, tasted terrible, dried out their mouth. It was just plain disgusting. So, you know, my patients asked me, can't you do something better? So, you know, we came, first we came up with a copolymer uh, for retention. And then we added aloe vera, vitamins A, D, and E, and uh, a different oil. Um, corn oil actually and that worked to moisturize the mouth and they really loved that then the other problem is you know even with the denture adhesive is how to clean it off you know this is incredible but most people with dentures are not told to clean their gums and to clean their denture mechanically clean them so I came up with a clean it and paste which is also used it's a very, very low abrasive paste to clean the gums and you could use it to clean the tooth, the denture. Now this is a real problem because right now most people, they think they can use toothpaste to clean their dentures and also to clean their all on fours. It's a real problem that I saw on all on fours yep. in my practice is because if you're using that on acrylic, uh, you're gonna create pits and they tend to stain more. And that's, you know, some of you spending $25,000 an hour, they want stained uh, teeth. So uh, while I was developing the clean and end paste, we were also seeing all on four patients, and we also started giving it to them uh, because my first couple cases, you know, they started staining. And they ended up loving it too. And the good thing about this is it's got aloe vera, vitamins A, D, and E, and tea tree oil and coconut oil and it feels great and tastes great um but that one i i, I had i got the fda approval which was very hard because nobody had ever gotten an approval for a product that cleans gums and prosthetics before 
And then when they applied for the ADA seal of approval, they said, you know, this is, this is too crazy. Nobody's done this before. They said, you bring it out on the market for a year and then reapply. If we don't have any problems, you know, we'll pass it. So we brought it out and we just got the ADA seal of approval of that last summer, wow. which was really terrific. Um, and as I said, it's the only product out there to clean gums and to clean dentures and all on fours. And what's really cool about it is if you're looking for a low abrasive, no fluoride, moisturizing toothpaste, I mean, clean and done paste is for you. It's got a very high pH, so it's anti-cariogenic. And, you know, people like it. I mean, you don't have to be toothless to love clean and done paste. <laughs> and, uh, no, is that no, next a marketing time. slogan, Lauren? You don't have to be toothless. I think so. I like that. <laughs> I like it. You don't have to be toothless to love clean and done paste. I love that. <laughs> and then, uh, thank you. Thank you, Steve. And then uh, the last product we developed, though we have three more in develop uh, uh, that are going to come out in the next three months, was, you know, as I was talking about those uh, pathogens, the bacteria and the fungi that stick to the dentures and stick to the gums, uh, I wanted to come up with a soap cleanser that kills them. Uh, so I didn't want to just deodorize. I didn't want to just remove stain. I didn't want to just remove debris. I wanted it kill the bacteria and fungi. So that's our clean and dent liquid crystals. And it comes in uh, it comes in a big bottle and we've got little travel sizes. And then uh, it's a pump dispenser. And then we pair it with this little sonic cleaner. Now all our products have the ADA seal of approval. And you know polydent and fixident, they don't have the ADA seal of approval. And that's you know that's a whole other step after ADA FDA clearance. It's another vetting process. I mean, you, you can't buy the ADA seal of approval. It's, it's very tough to get. Um, all right, great innovations. And uh, just out of curiosity, Lauren, um, and I'm sure everybody knows this, is there application to your products like your Clinodent um, toothpaste for cosmetic dentistry, veneers, uh, those kind of things, or is the is this situation different? Well, um, not really. I mean, you could use the clean and dent paste for you know people with teeth. As I said, you don't have to be toothless to love it. But there's no fluoride, and I am a dentist, and I am a member of the ADA, and I do recommend fluoride and toothpaste unless there's you know, reasons not to use it. Right. Well, with the, uh, the rise the, in the aging population, so as you know, we've got 10,000 people on average a day turning 65, and prosthetics are going to become more and more prevalent everywhere, just as the population ages a lot more of us. You've come up with some great solutions. It's inevitable. Yep. Uh, let's go back to practice for just a minute. Uh, if you were, this is my favorite question that I like to ask, uh, very successful people. If you were starting all over today, uh, as a dentist, knowing what you know now, so taking all of the knowledge and wisdom that you've gained <laughs> and knowing where, where dentistry and the market is going, uh, 
what would you do? What would you do? What would you recommend to other dentists as they move forward in their practice with all of your experience in tow? Well, you know, technology is changing. And I mean, it's changing at a rapid pace, faster all the time. And it's changing the way we do things. But, you know, some things really never change. Human nature never changes. And one thing about dentistry and all healthcare professions is that if you take care of your patients, they'll take care of you. And I think that's very important. Um, so I'd like to give you four rules, four truisms that I found in my career. The first one is, and you've probably heard these before, but nobody, nobody really cares how much you know. They want to know how much you care. Um, and don't miss any opportunity to show it to them. <laughs> because, you know, God is in the little things. It's in the details. And I would never miss an opportunity to show people how much I care and appreciated them coming to see me and, and trusting me because it's all about trust. Uh, the second thing is it's a concept called lanyape. I think it's a Cajun word. I think so. And I think so. And it means, you know, giving your customer, your patient, your client a little more than they ever expected. And, you know, that's really important. And then the third thing is everybody that comes into your office, just imagine they've got a button on their forehead that says, I'm a VIP, treat me like one, <laughs> you know? And I think that all these, these three truisms, they're all basically variations of the golden rule. Treat people like you'd want to be treated. I mean, we all want to be treated like VIPs. We all want people to, you know, put in the extra effort to make us feel special. And the fourth thing, you know, <laughs> we all make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. So, you know, you've got to forgive yourself and you've got to move on. But it's what you learn from your mistakes that really make the difference. Yeah. You know, yeah. don't just keep doing the same thing. Analyze. It's constantly analyze yourself and constantly try to improve. I mean, those are very important things. That's everyday in every business, I think. Have you ever bicycle? You know, it just happened. It was meant to be. It was, it was just meant to be. Well, and, and uh, my hat's off to turning adversity into a great opportunity. You're doing some great. Well, great thanks. I love your attitude. Uh, all right. Talk to me about where everybody can find more information about your product line. Well, uh, they could come to our website, uh, www.drbdentalsolutions.com. They can call us at 844-DR-B-DENT. And uh, if you go to the website, we have a special portal now for doctors. Okay. And we'll have special discounts. And if any of the listeners out there, you're going to be at the annual meeting in Las Vegas next month, we'll be there and stop by the booth. We'll have tons of giveaways and specials and I just like to meet everybody and if there's something that we talked about and you want to talk about it more I'll be there beautiful and we're, we're definitely looking forward to having you there you're going to be a, a huge resource uh, for everyone it's an uh, honor to have you there so 
Uh, again, the website is Dr. B, so D-R-B as in Berlin, so drbdentalsolutions.com. Uh, you've provided some great education <clears throat> today, and I appreciate the, the wisdom and the insight, the uh, lifetime's worth, uh, worth of work, and some great things that you're doing to make a difference in dentistry and uh, patients as well. Lauren, thanks for being with us. And thanks so much, Steve. Look forward to uh, seeing you shortly at the Crown Council Annual Event. You too. All right. Thanks so much. Have a super day. Thanks so much. You too.